0: Broadcasting live worldwide. TalkLine Network Radio, America's longest-running Jewish broadcast network. The voice of the Jewish community. And now. You're listening to TalkLine with Zev Brenner, America's premier Jewish broadcast on the air since 1981.
1: Here is your host. We are back and I always enjoy having Rabbi Yeruch Silver, Director of New York Government Relations, The Good Years of America, Haskell Bennett, uh, just on with us last week, community activist, leader, member of the Board of A Good Years of America. And they met with Mayor Bill de Blasio about the rising anti-Semitism directed towards Jews in New York City. So, gentlemen, thank you for joining us. Good vach. Good well, luck, Shvotov. So you met with the mayor. So what happened? What did the mayor tell you? I know it was a very small meeting. Um, you, if you want to go?
2: Yeah. I mean, the mayor, first of all, I, I will say that it wasn't only the mayor. who had um, some very high-level people there, including the first deputy mayor, uh, uh, Dean Fulleran, He had the chief of department, the highest ranking uh, uniformed officer in the police department, Chief Rodney Harrison as well as John Miller who is the uh, deputy commissioner for counterterrorism intelligence and a host of other things. So it was clear that that um the mayor took it seriously as I mentioned the, the previous guest mentioned Penny Ringo Penny did have a big hand in putting this together. Uh, I think they took it seriously. They did mention and of course we'll you know the really the proof is in the pudding, you know, it's nice to have meetings but we need some action. Um the they did promise to have extra patrols. They spoke about having auxiliaries. At um, they meant they listed they, and they actually worked with us to get a list of every shoe in the city. You know, you know, realistically, it's great to have a cop at every shoe but you know, it's just it, it's not realistic. It's great, it's great to have, but um, they did promise to use auxiliary and to flood certain areas, and uh, we'll, we'll see what happens. But that was the the readout of the meeting, um, they gave us a lot of time, we spoke about a lot of issues, uh, we were there probably almost an hour and a half, and, you know, we'll we'll see what happens in this meeting, but that was the basically <clears throat> the general discussion at, at the meeting.
1: P- Go ahead, Haskell, yes. Uh, Zev, I, I
3: pride myself on being outspoken and being willing to speak truth to power, I, I take no uh, enjoyment out of having these conversations um, with elected officials. We have a crisis. There's no question about it. You can quote me, we have a crisis. Listening to your last uh, callers and your last uh, guests uh, is just just confirming and knowing all the things we've been seeing out there. This meeting was, was pulled together very, very quickly. Frankly speaking, what we saw on Thursday uh, in the Diamond District 47th Street, what we're seeing, have been seeing, all across different neighborhoods, this targeting of of Jews, the lonely Jew, as I call it, walking down the street, minding their own business, wearing the yarmulke, not wearing the yarmulke, absolutely irrelevant, required, demanded, demanded that something had to be done. We called an emergency meeting. We asked the mayor uh, for the time, can he help us out? got our messages up straight up to the mayor. Rabbi Zribel spoke to the mayor directly, and within two, three hours we were there in City Hall in front of the mayor with the chief of department, as Yeruchim just just reiterated and, and, and articulated. Let's be honest. It's not going to go away in a second. Nobody's going to wave a magic wand, and this is just going to go away. This is a problem. We have a problem over here. The mayor knew we have a problem, and I said publicly on Friday, I'll say it again, he didn't sugarcoat it. The mayor is concerned. Everyone is concerned. We are concerned. But, but I wanted, just to... people should know, and I was willing and happy to come on the show just to talk. We're not, we're not laying down. We're not sitting down. Every single police commander in Brooklyn South met on Friday together with the liaisons in Borough Park. It was a public meeting. People saw that it's happening. Conversations are happening right here, right now. The incident that happened today, everyone is on it. Everyone knows what's going on. Everyone is outraged. I'll say it again, nobody is sitting down on this. We will not let anybody sit down in the sound of my voice. We will make sure to do the best we can with Hashem's help to try our best to secure our community. But make no mistake... We have a
1: problem. Well, let's, uh, I'm getting a ton of emails right now, and they're all pretty much the same, is that nobody has seen the extra police presence, and nobody's saying, uh, here's one, uh, writes, so he's saying uh, we, we're not expecting the police to be in front of every shul, but at least to drive by the shuls, and that's not happening. We just had Rabbi Mendel Steiner, who called the police. He was accosted by a Palestinian man who threatened to kill him in Midtown Manhattan. He called the police two or three times. They never showed up
2: yeah outrageous
1: let
2: me let me jump in as Haskell said this is not over this is the beginning uh we will be in touch. we're not letting down we got I got emails myself from people in fact over Shabbos, people did not see police there was uh incident as you mentioned right a few blocks from where I live where the uh the uh, uh two uh, young boys were 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 accosted by a gang and were actually saved by a Muslim Uber driver who pulled them into the car took them to safety. Um, yeah, uh, are we're not, we're not letting up, we will be in touch with, we are putting a a I, uh, there's a task force put yeah. together. We'll be following up with, with, with the chief department. Well, this is, uh, this is ongoing. This is ongoing. We know we're not, not going to, you know, as you said, we can't expect a, a cop in the front of every shul, but we need to see visible protection. And, and it seems that, as it appears from what we're hearing, there was not seen over Shabbos. Um,
3: I just will, we'll add, add. I just will add to your, to your emailers. Let every everyone who's emailing and every person who is concerned, I share that concern. I am screaming at the top of my lungs in every possible way. Everyone is. Everyone who has a relationship with police departments and commanders and liaisons and, and the city and the government and the mayor, they are making their voices heard. We are in this together. It's not an isolated thing where we where we want all want something different. Everyone wants
1: the same thing, including the mayor, I believe.
3: But there has came to be away some, from that
1: meeting. But there has to be something came done away about away from it. the
3: meeting. Yes, of course. Zev, we, we we agree with you. Absolutely. No, I mean I I got I got I got, I came I came home at six thirty Arab Shabbos. I left left the city at four thirty. This this was not the uh, with the wave of a magic hand. We we understand this.
1: In a few months, I'll bring on City Councilman uh, Kalman Yeager to talk about it, too. You'll join us on the line, and we can, we'll take some phone calls. And what I heard from Rabbi Steiner before, just outrageous, outrageous. And what happened to Joey Borgen, our other guest, also, um, the fact there was no police around when he was beaten by at least six Palestinian thugs and their sympathizers. There may have been more, six that we know about. It's just outrageous going on in New York. What happened in Ocean Parkway right today in Brooklyn and yeah. Rabbi Silas mentioned it was a Muslim Uber driver who saved him, thank God for that. But we're seeing more of that and unfortunately, um if 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 nothing's gonna be done, we're gonna see it's worse. And the West Side of Manhattan, last Sunday before Shavuos, did not get reported in the media. You had cars and caravans of Palestinians and their activists and supporters, uh that there were blocking traffic there were some jews that narrowly escaped that could have been hurt so we're seeing this violence is taking place throughout the new york area throughout the new york area. absolutely
3: there's no there's no denying this this absolute elevation of attacks harassment uh violent assaults potential for for a tremendous problem here um i would just urge again everyone to be in contact with their elected officials People have a relationship with their with their local police commanders, whatever that in in each neighborhood we, we the community members know who have the relationships with their patrol sectors, the sergeants, the lieutenants, the people who visit their shoals, the people who are involved with their kids, yeshivas, the administrators, they all have a relationship with a police officer. I call they call them NCOs. This is the time. This is the time to engage your relationships. This is the time to make sure your voices are heard. And I just would add one more point. If there has been an incident, it must be reported. Don't assume that someone else is going to report it. It must be reported to the NYPD. They are keeping tallies on this. They're keeping logs on this. The mayor is interested and wants to know what is happening, what isn't happening. And I assure you, i assure you okay this is the police work is not my area of expertise but i assure you the mayor's office has heard from us tonight they will continue to hear from us
1: let's take some of what your happened? phone calls you yeah. yeah, go ahead and, Robert. Uh, taking
2: it very seriously there, there was um the one arrest uh, of the um of the attack on, on uh in Times square and thankfully uh he was held held on bail the uh perpetrator was arraigned yesterday and and was not released thankfully
1: his and name is Wasem Awadabay, Rich. He's a bad guy with multiple arrests. He's a
2: bad guy, but finally, finally, and we brought this up yesterday to the mayor, the issue of, of bail reform of being this revolving door, people getting arrested, and getting got on the street, and as it was a hate crime, the, the, the discretion of the judge did set bail. Not high enough, in my opinion, but at least he wasn't, uh, I think it was $10,000. bail should have been higher. But he he was not released automatically. From what we were told on uh, the attack in the Diamond District, they believe that hopefully there will be arrest. The police are working hard on it. They think they. Have a good leads on it. We were told that much, but again, the, you know, arrest is like you said, after the fact. You know,
1: after it's, the it's, fact, it's, and we have to prevent it. When we when we come back, yes, we're going to have yes, ca- yes. Councilman Kalman Yeager going to hang on with us, and we're going to take your phone calls at 212-769-1925. If you're on the line, we are going to get to you. Uh, you heard Rabbi Yerucham Silver. You heard Haskell Bennett, and Councilman Kalman Yeager joins us after these messages.
2: Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram.
3: That's 212-769-1925 extension 100 or email info at talklinetwork.com.
0: You're listening to Talk Line with Zev Brenner, America's premier Jewish broadcast on the air since 1981.
1: Here is your host. And we're back and Councilman Kalman Yeager joins us, Councilman of Brooklyn, and we're speaking with Rabbi Yeruchim Silver of the Good Israel of America, as well as Haskell Bennett on the board of the Good Israel of America. We're going to get to your phone calls. Councilman Kalman Yeager, we've been talking about the police, and there's not been police protection in Brooklyn. We haven't seen enhanced security in Manhattan. Our reports have been is that there has not been enhanced police presence. So what's going on? Because Jews are being accosted. The One was threatened to be killed, heard from Rabbi Mendel Steiner, who a palestinian man threatened to kill him in broad daylight on, in the Garmin District of Manhattan. We're seeing what happened to uh, the 29-year-old accountant, uh, Joey, who was also uh, beaten up. Uh, Joey Borgen was beaten up by a crowd of at least six people We found the attacks in Brooklyn this evening. We're seeing more. We're seeing the west side of Manhattan last week. What's going on, Councilman?
4: Well, look, I, I, I think that uh, there are also other incidents, including uh, a number in, of incidents in Flapish and Borough Park. There were two that were reported uh, on Yeshiva World. There's actually one that hasn't been reported yet. I was working on it uh, tonight, um, uh, something that had happened in Kensington where a number of uh, Arab uh, gentlemen tried to enter into a shul. They were screaming. They were yelling. The police were called, and, in fact, the police did not take a report uh... and i called the commanding officer late tonight and uh... tried to get the police to go back to the shul uh... And they went back at around midnight and actually took a report uh... and, and the people from the school went back to, to meet the police there and uh... And show them the video footage of, of what was clearly a crime so you know this is this is happening i think there are there are two issues one is you know whether or not after the incident Uh, the police will put the resources into catching the perpetrators, um, which I don't doubt that the police uh, will actually do the work necessary to catch the perpetrators. I think that uh, we've actually seen that that's been happening. But I think the more important thing is before it happens, because it's really no solace to the victim of a crime that, don't worry about it, the cops will catch the guy. We want to stop it before it happens. And on that, there's no question that the police have failed. The city has failed. The city has failed to protect the Jewish community, and that's a fact. Um, and there are a lot of reasons why that's happened. It's not simply that cops aren't doing their job. It starts from uh, several years ago and increasing over the last several years uh, with a uh, an allowance for criminal activity, um, uh, an acceptance and acquiescence uh, by the part of government that it's okay for crime to be committed. And that message has has uh, transcended into the criminal element in New York City where they know that they can do what they want, and it's Hefker. They're going to do what they want. They're not going to get caught. And if they get caught, they're going to be sent home by a very kind judge who's going to say, hope you show up back in court in a couple of months, but don't worry about a thing. It's all going to go away. Um, And that's what we've seen. And it's almost a perfect storm. It's the the perfect storm of the allowance for crime, uh, the the, uh, removal of any ability to lock up a bad guy until his or her court date, um, and, of course, even if there is ever a court date, the knowledge that there won't be any punishment. And then on top of that, you have the elements of politicians who have spent the last several years verbally uh, accosting uh, and assaulting the, the Jewish community, and particularly the from community, what I called uh, a rolling pogrom, a uh, verbal pogrom, Uh, through through the the intellect of New York City and New York State, uh, by people who I serve with in the council, by people in the state legislature, by by members of Congress. And here we are today. And now all of a sudden these politicians are throwing up their hands and saying, oh, our thoughts and prayers are with the Jewish community. Please stick it. Don't do me any favors. We don't need your thoughts and prayers. You caused this. You caused this, and you were warned that what you were doing was going to cause this. And I've talked about it, in, and a year and a half ago, I mean, if you remember, the last topic that our community was facing prior to the pandemic last March was in January and February, the aftermath of the heinous attacks in Jersey City and in Muncie and in our own city uh, on the Jewish community, repeated several times a day, you know, from kid on a bus gets pushed around, gets smacked, gets spit just because he's wearing a yarmulke. And we were seeing it. And we were begging, Senator Felder, Assemblyman Eichenstein, Councilman Deutsch, and I were begging the governor to actually send more resources into our communities. And then, of course, the pandemic happened, and the topic went away.
1: And And now the topic is
4: back. Now the topic's back, and it's back hard. And I think, really, there is a solution. And the solution is not in the city of New York's hands. The solution is in the United States government. The United States Department of Justice has to address this the same way they addressed what was going on in the South in the 50s and the 60s, the same way they addressed these, these, these southern states that were not protecting the vulnerable black minority communities of the South, they have to send the FBI into our communities to police our neighborhoods to provide the protection that we deserve as Americans. We're not getting it from New York. We are entitled to What about beefing up Shomrim
1: and citizens. Schmier and all these groups that so they should be? But, that's, but
4: those are volunteers. And, and they're not equipped to effectuate an arrest and lock somebody up and prosecute the perpetrators. That's great that that we have them. We have volunteers who are willing to put themselves out into the community and to protect us and to, and to be out there to be the eyes and ears. But they're not in a position to prosecute an offender and to put him behind bars. We have and I the right
1: to but, demand that of our government. Chassar, you wanted to say something?
3: Yeah, I, I. I... Second, a lot of what Councilman, my friend and uh, Councilman uh, Commons uh, said, I would just add one more component to that. In addition to, and you'll see, there's a report tonight that there's an arson case that has been picked up by the federal government. It's being prosecuted by the by the Justice Department. I, to me, it, it seems to me that it's been taken away from the local jurisdiction because they actually want to see this arson case, which was against the shul prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law, and to add to what Common said, it also has a problem in Albany. If hate crimes are not going to be prosecuted the way that they should be, and, and, and people who are doing hate crimes, people who are perpetrating hate crimes, are not going to be punished for the heinous acts that they are causing, and they are just going to be let loose by a judge, even if they have 30, 40 counts of, of, a, of crime against them, but currently state law by Albany doesn't allow a judge to give that person either to remand or to offer even bail, even to make them have bail. And we said this at the time when this bill was passed in Albany, we got up and said, we're all for the right things, but we are against not prosecuting hate crimes for the heinous acts that they are and the progressives push back at us how dare you how could you why should you don't you understand the victimization yes of course we understand we are the victims all the time so i would just add to councilman yeager in addition to assistance from the justice department the fbi i believe that a very big push and we've said this to every elected official and those who want to be elected officials that they have to go as a group and we have to create a coalition that comes back to Albany and says guys gals you got to change this ladies and gentlemen and we in we, Albany we, you we, got you got to change this
2: yes well, just, we mentioned I, I we, we mentioned to the mayor yesterday uh, when we spoke that we mentioned about the the hate, the hate crimes we mentioned the bill by Solomon mm-hmm. Eichenstein which is with there right now to to uh, have all hate crimes uh, subject to uh, take it, to judicial discretion. If you were called in Riverdale uh, a few weeks ago when this guy went on a spree breaking windows and shoes, the one judge uh, ordered him held, and a second judge overturned it. And unfortunately, uh, the second judge, because the law didn't allow him to to the just discretion, we we put out a statement and we put the mayor on notice. The mayor said he's talking to the leaders in Albany, but you know who knows? There's there's, a, there's right now, unfortunately, there's not a lot of will in Albany push back on hate crime, we got to keep pushing and, and call legislators, call them all for leaders. Welcome. Perhaps,
4: perhaps I'm a little more blunt than you, so I'll say it. Um, it's it lies. They're, they're full of lies. They're full of lies when they tell us that they're going to start addressing this now or that they even care. They're not going to. And in fact, you know, you mentioned what was happening in the Bronx, but the the neighborhood where that happened, Riverdale, uh, currently has a congressman who is one of the most vocal anti-Semites in the United States Congress. Um, and and you know, I say it because it's true. Um, uh, you know, throwing around the term anti-Semite is not, is, is, is not an easy thing to do, but the reality is that we are represented in some of the largest Jewish communities in New York City and New York State by anti-Semites in the, in the state legislature, uh, in, the, in the United States Congress, and by the way, in the city council. In the city council, he's a borough park represented by somebody who's an anti-Semite. He never, never, ever, ever stands up for us. He always stands against us. Uh, he's running for citywide office today. Um, this is not the call for – this is not the, the radio show for that topic, and there will be more time to talk about that between now and the primary. But we are represented by anti-Semites in government. They are not going to address this in Albany. But, you know, not this, but, but but this, is,
1: this is a city – Issue. It's the police, and that's the first foremost. The, Getting the federal government. That's a, a much more difficult situation. The police should be doing right, it.
2: Deborah, I think we're we'll we, the police should be The, the mentioning is that if if perpetrators know they're going to be out the next day. There's a lot less. You know, that if, is correct. If they know they're going to be locked up, they think twice. Uh,
0: hopefully, if they
4: believe before... that there are no that there are no ramifications for their criminal acts. They're going to do what they want to do, and, this, and yep. that's what we've seen. And the only way to combat it at this point, so, the so city's I'm failed, so and, so and the, state, the, the city's failed, and the state has failed, and that's clear. What well, we asked the governor in, in a letter that Senator Felder, Salim Chaim Deutsch, and myself wrote to the governor last January, we asked him to appoint a special prosecutor on all hate crimes, not just anti-Semitic hate crimes, but all hate crimes, to take these cases out of the hands of district attorneys and have one central special prosecutor to take these cases on and do the work. We ask for the National Guard in our neighborhoods to protect us from very clear and present danger. We didn't get any of that. They laughed at us. Maybe, laughed at may, us. maybe we should be teaming uh, up with the Asians and the
1: other groups to, to have a united front and have this for everybody. Maybe that's a good I'll, tactic.
4: I'll tell you, a lot, of, a lot of that went into my head when I made my endorsement for mayor of Andrew Yang. is because we are facing the same common threat. We understand that we know what it's like to be targeted because of who we are, what we look like, how we dress, how we live, where we live. And we are seeing it in real time. And and this is a real, real threat. And the only answer right now is that the federal government has to step in and give us the protection that any minority community under attack would get anywhere in the United States. This is historic. It's normal. It's happened before. It's something that the federal government is good at. There's no reason they can't flood our neighborhoods with a few thousand federal agents to protect us.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, let's take some phone calls. 212-769-1925. Steve has been waiting for almost 25 minutes. Steve, your question for our guest, Go ahead, Steve in Brooklyn.
4: Yes, hi. I actually spoke to you before actually about something similar to this topic. in your office, right? I spoke to you by phone. Now, so your, my your question, question and is, comment
1: is: could, could we have a limited amount of time? Go to, ahead. I,
4: I understand. Can we go to the to the higher sources of the federal government and basically have a mandatory sen- sentence um, imposed, where the judges cannot? Uh, they have to go by it. Where these people, when they're caught, they have a mandatory sentence of not only jail time. I have a okay, different so I, idea. The short, the but short I want to know. Is, can,
1: Okay. Okay. I want to
4: know, can we, can, can we go to representatives of Congress and other people and say there has to be a mandatory sentence okay. on... Okay, so let Councilman Yeager respond. The short answer is mandatory sentences are unconstitutional. They've been held that. Mandatory sentences cannot be had. They, what they do have are sentencing guidelines, but they cannot impose mandatory minimums. It's not allowed. It's unconstitutional. But the answer really is that we have to have the federal government take these cases on. There is no doubt that when the federal prosecutor prosecutes somebody for a crime, that person's going to get punished. I don't have the same faith that when a state prosecutor does that, the same result will happen.
1: Hey, thank you for your call. Avram in Kensington, your question for our guests. Go ahead, please. Avram.
0: Uh, of course, the entire city and state are plagued by the bail reform law. But what work was done to try to beef up the justice system so that they can handle the volume of cases so we don't have people sitting in jail mm-hmm. awaiting trial uh, on, without bail? Uh, that seems to me to be the right response to try to take, take the crazy people off the street and to try to process the criminals quickly.
4: Well, the answer is that the governor in, the last, in last year's budget, I'm not a state legislator, I'm a city legislator, but in last year's budget, the governor cut the court system, he fired a bunch of judges, he shut down courthouses, uh, and, and the, the, the result of that is not just for criminal cases, but for civil cases, a delay in justice. So there's no question that that, that that problem rests in the hands of Albany to fix. But what I'm suggesting is simply taking Albany out of the mix, because Albany's a failure, Albany is a failure. City Hall is a failure. And we have to rely at this point. I think the only the only solution that we have left is to rely with with really with with prayers and with bated breath for the federal government to step in and protect the American citizens who live in New York City.
3: Do you have any? And by any the way, impo- this is not just
4: a New York City problem. This is a problem nationwide. This is a problem in Los Angeles. This is something that's going on all over. This is going on upstate. It's going on. Obviously, we saw what happened last year in New Jersey. This is not unique to us. It's just that most of us live here, and that's a fact. And we're seeing it in real time.
0: Do you have any encouragement that the new attorney general under this administration will react positively to an outcry from the Jewish community?
4: I'm hopeful. I, I'll call it hopefully optimistic. Has anybody? Has
1: anybody? Has anybody reached out to the federal government, as far as you know?
4: No, I don't believe that. They're, oh, yeah. they're not going to do it on their happens. own um, unless know, there's I pressure. All, I I believe,
2: not, I believe my colleague Abakan has had some conversations. We're going to increase them. We, I will be in touch with him to increase them this week. He has, he has had some conversations. He has done some contacts with my uh, uh, good representative in Washington. I mean, the, the the idea that that we have to
4: call them and ask them to come here is one point, but the second point Not is exactly. be be very aware that they know what's going on in this city. So, so, so let me They're hearing the voices.
3: Let, let, let me just jump in because I didn't have a chance to answer that question. Sure. It happens to be that I was on a call a week and a half ago with the New York office, the FBI office, did have the Federal Bureau did have a liaison clergy liaison meeting and i was invited to that call and they're very much taking a very hard look at every at every single hate crimes situation bill um incident in new york and there is a federal component already on the ground here and they are watching them and they definitely would be interested in any calls on any incidents and they will check in again they have a partnership with the nypd but again i go back to what i said earlier you see that this case, this um, arson case against the Shaw was picked up by the federal government. So there is, in fact, um, uh, and, a, a, an interest. And, by
2: yeah, no. I, I also believe that FBI was involved in the case. We were told by the mayor's office uh, with the um, the incident and Diamond District also they brought the federal prosecutors into that one.
0: Okay, okay give it a shot. Yeah.
2: The reality, huh? real, I get the The reality is,
4: the, is that, we're that we're, the, we're, the federal government has the resources to do this. They have the ability to do it. What, what we don't have is we don't have representatives in Congress who represent our communities. With, with the very, very few exceptions, there are two members of Congress, and I want to name them tonight, who have actually stood up in real ways for us. Um, none of them who represent Brooklyn, and that's Congresswoman Grace mango of Queens and Congressman Richie Torres of the Bronx. And every single and, and uh, Congresswoman Nicole Malliotakis, who represents mostly stat, almost all Staten Island and a little bit of Bay Ridge, without with except for them. We have no allies in Congress, pretending that we do because we want to make sure that we get a picture with them at the next t- dinner or breakfast that they show up at is not really my business because i don 't really care about that. We do not have friends in Congress
1: all right, thank you for your call Avram andkendton let 's uh, squeeze in uh, at least one more phone call two one two seven six nine nineteen twenty five two one two seven six nine nineteen twenty five Let's go to Stan in Forest Hills. Your question for our guest. Go ahead, Stan.
0: Yes. Uh, the attorney general of the state of New York, Ms. James, is not anti-Semitic. She can definitely bring up cases for the state. She's going after the governor. She's going after the – she can do it. She has the power uh, and
1: so point. on. Secondly – you very
4: much. Good. Can I answer that?
0: Yeah,
1: very good quickly. point. Okay, go the, ahead.
4: The attorney general of the state of New York is not a law enforcement officer, is not a criminal prosecutor – With the exception of incidents where she receives a referral from the executive branch. So she doesn't have a referral to do this. She can't just step in and take over a case from a city, from a local prosecutor who's elected.
0: But I think Zev made the point. This is a New York problem. One, there are no, you're never going to see police on corners anymore. That policy is over with. It's been for two years. It's two people in a car and the gentleman who got, who uh, is, the man on the bike, there should have been a guy, two people in a car. That's the thing. That's the modus operandi. There are no more going to be police standing in the streets looking. That, that's over with. So the point is the change of policing has to happen. And that's the only way. Uh, two in a car might have helped that guy, that gentleman. But it isn't happening. There was no police for him to come. And Zev made a point. There was no publicity on that situation. But I don't think the federal government is going to butt in Tremendously on this. I think the state and the city has to do it. I think Zeb is right on that. Thank you. All
4: right. Well, then, then, as I said before, I am hopefully optimistic, and you are unfortunately pessimistic. But we'll roll the dice and hope that. No, it takes I'm not. My way.
0: Okay. Good luck.
4: Thank you. It's all.
1: Good luck. We're going to squeeze one more. Two phone calls. 212-769-1925. 212-769-1925. Email. ZevBrenner Let's go to David in Manhattan, the upper part of Manhattan. Which part of Manhattan are you calling from, David? Uptown. Is that the upper east side, west side? Yeah, upper east. East. Okay, because right. your question for our good guests. Good luck. Good luck.
2: Is, is, for Council Member
1: Yeager.
2: How you doing? Hi. So... I don't want to give too much information, but I do work for the council as well. And I've been facing a lot of anti-Semitism at work. And, you know, I've reported it, and it seems like nothing's really happening. What is your advice As we're not really colleagues, but, like, we work for the same organization? Well,
4: first of all, we should talk offline. Uh, obviously, you know, you can't you can't uh, tell me anything on uh, over the radio, and I appreciate that. Yeah. But I'm happy to talk to you. You can call my office. I'll give you the number if you want. Uh, and, and give me a call, and we'll talk about it. Uh, the council has... Uh, equal opportunity uh, enforcement. They've done uh, they've won nothing. If they have done nothing, I will. I will take your information. I will personally give it to the speaker. I have no problem doing it. If you work for the central staff, I'll give it to the speaker. If you work for a a, a member, I will talk to that member. If you want, I'll do whatever you need me to do. Uh, and if you think that you don't want me to do that, then you'll tell me for your own protection. You don't want that. I'll try to come up with something else that you can do. But. Um, the first step really has to be to let the speaker know what's going on, and if that's what's happening, I'll, I'll happily, you know, take on the fight for you.
2: Okay. okay. I, I definitely contact you offline. But, okay. Because, yeah. All right. Thank David. you so give me, much. Give you me call to help.
4: the office. Just tell whoever you speak with, just tell them that you spoke to me on the radio. I'm at Chavez, and I will, and, and they'll
2: make sure they put you through me. Okay. Thank you so much. Right, thank so, you. Thank you you right? serving the district, and my family comes. From, so thank you for that as well. I'm, I'm there from your district, so thank
1: you. Okay, uh, thank happy you. Happy to help. Thank you. Good talk. Uh, yes. yeah, here's actually a WhatsApp one of our listeners' statement from Rudy Giuliani. By the just, way, I just want yeah. to
4: say I believe what he's saying so much because I uh, there are so many uh, council staffers who are from what I call the super wokes, uh, who you know you mm-hmm. often see them at the at the you know the Free Palestine from the river to the sea protests, and so it doesn't shock me if a guy is is from the community. From our community, and he's facing, you know, harassment by colleagues who don't like him because of who he is. I, I believe it in a second. I'm going to listen to his story, but I believe it.
1: Uh, what's that quick statement from Rudy Giuliani? I just can't believe that there is a pogrom going on in America, and the president seems unaware or unconcerned. So is there been any statement, as far as anybody knows, from the White House regarding the violence against Jews in New York or L.A. or elsewhere?
4: I am not, I don't want to say there hasn't, I am not aware of anything the president said about the actual violence on the streets of America. I am aware that he has said in the last couple of days, uh, he's reiterated Israel's right to defend itself against Hamas, um, but, and I'm, but I'm not sure if he's actually addressed what's been happening locally. Um, you know, what I would say about Mayor Giuliani's statement about pogrom is, you know, I remember the 1993 campaign when the mayor for when Rudy Giuliani was running and people were so offended that he was calling what happened in 1991 in Crown Heights a pogrom as so many of us I was a kid when that happened and I remember it and it was a pogrom and what's happening now is a pogrom people think that pogrom means that uniformed officers army people are running around beating up Jews and burning schools no it's, it's sanctioned or sponsored violence. This may not be sponsored by the state, but it is absolutely sanctioned by the state and the city's acquiescence. By allowing it to occur, the city is sitting by and allowing a pogrom to fester. And that doesn't just go in New York City. That goes in Los Angeles. It's going on wherever it's happening. It is a pogrom, and it's the right term to use.
1: Jim, we're out of time. I want to thank you, Councilman Kalman Yeager. I want to thank you, Rabbi Silver. And director of the New York government relations, of good is of America. Thank you, Haskell Bennett, community activist, also on the board of good Israel for being with us. We got to keep on pushing and fighting and prodding because this is not going away unless we are unified and press and press and press because this is a terrible situation which we cannot allow to continue. We, we,
3: we I will just close. We've been here before, unfortunately. The way we do this, we do it together and we will continue working together, Councilman Yeager, myself, Yeruchim Yusev, with your power and your platform, and all of us together, the community together, we have no choice, this is where we live, this is our home, and we have to defend ourselves, we have to protect ourselves, and I believe we will be, as a be, but we will have to work at it.
1: Good luck, gentlemen. thank you for being here with us. Good
2: Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram.
3: This concludes TalkLine's Jewish broadcasts on radio for tonight. For continuous Jewish programs, please go now to TalkLineNetwork.com or our 24-hour-a-day listen line at 641-741-0389. For past shows, you can find us on iTunes, Spotify, Amazon, YouTube, Instagram, and all major podcast platforms or JewishPodcast.org. Thanks for listening to the TalkLineNetwork.com.